We're so excited to bring this episode to you from the Writing Heights Writers Conference 2023. We've stolen away some of our excellent presenters from classes, intensives, and maybe even the restaurant. We're looking forward to sharing their knowledge with you. Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Welcome, listeners, to The Writing Forge. Today we have with us Penny Sansevieri, and we're going to be talking today about Amazon book pages and ads. Very exciting. Uh, Important stuff. But first, Penny, why don't you give us uh, a little bit of like, how did you come to be where you are in the writing world? Well, um, I started my business 23 years ago after being completely unprepared to start a business. So I (laughs) like to call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Um, Had two companies that closed. I was working in corporate America and decided, you know what? This is what I was always meant to do. Terrified and at that time, independent publishing was literally just, it was still not a very accepted way of publishing. And Amazon was actually not in existence yet. I mean, I think Amazon maybe had just started. Bezos Mm. was still working in his garage. And we, you know, I just, I found a niche supporting authors who were maybe starting out and not getting the kind of support from their publisher or in other cases were independent pub- independently published. And so now here we are 23 years later and it's been an awesome experience and helping them to market and promote their books. And it's a great, it's great to do what you love. Yeah, that's fantastic. I just like, that's around the time, right, that Andy Weir, right, published? There was, big, uh, there was a couple like of big. There was a couple of big bloggers. Like or oh no, that was 2011. Okay, so you were even earlier than the big yeah. self-publishing. We, I, I remember, and I don't know if y'all remember this, but Stephen King released his book. I forget what the name of it was. It was something Rocket, I think, or maybe it was released on Rocket. Anyway, it was the, actually the first ebook, and he was testing out, and everybody was just like, what is this strange <laughs> electronic thing, right? What is this strange electronic thing? And he got all these downloads, and, and nobody really had any way to read it except on their computer, because at the time, you think about it, we were all using flip phones and Blackberries. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I totally remember when razors were new, because like, that was the thing that to have in the, high school. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah. It was like, and the, you know, it felt so cool when he had a Black I'm like, oh, I feel so important. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we've definitely come a, a long, long way. way. We've come a long <laughs> way since strange. Stephen King pushed out his ebook yeah. and everybody was just like, what is this crazy electronic? And it was obviously, it was a great book because it was Stephen King and everybody, you know, and now here we are, like you can't right. talk about publishing without talking about ebooks. Yeah. You know? It's crazy to think about like, yeah, it's like ebooks have always been there. No, no, they haven't. No. It was in my lifetime that ebooks became a thing. They haven't. And the, the industry really fought against, but I attended a big publishing conference in New York and a head of a publishing house who shall remain nameless was asked on the podium how are you how is your publisher handling ebooks and this individual said we don't really think ebooks are going to be going anywhere. oh man I'm pretty sure they're not employed anymore I don't know I could be wrong so it was something that really took the industry by surprise well and the publishing industry is one of those industries that definitely moves at a glacial pace oh like, it's ridiculous. It is. It is moving mountains to get anything done. Which is um, why self-publishing, I think, has become a thing because it is a lot more nimble. You can you can make yeah. Well, and a lot of the big changes in publishing have come out of genre fiction writers. Yes. Because they are their early adopters, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? 
they're willing to just try out something because you never know what's going to, you know, what's going to sell a book. I was from the airport yesterday and I was coming into the, with the person who was teaching the Kindle Vella class. Mm. There are authors that are making bank on Kindle Vella. Right. Yeah. Right. You just, you never know. And it's those markets that are a lot of times more willing to um, experiment mm. and help, help, how it helps to grow it for everybody else. Well, and that kind of brings us back to Amazon right. and the Amazon author page. So, well, and book page. And book page. So what, <laughs> what is the difference between the Amazon author page and the Amazon book page? So can I just, I'm just like, can I just soapbox for just a tiny sure. second? Okay. Amazon on December 22nd, and I remember the day, which <laughs> oh, is kind crazy. of scary, yeah. right? December 22nd, Amazon changed the author central pages. Oh, yeah. Oh. You used to be able to import video and blog posts and all kinds of personalization, and then they just made it drab. And uh. I actually wrote to Amazon. I'm sure there's a picture of me on their lunchroom, like this crazy <laughs> woman keeps writing us with ideas. But it, it is, the Author Central page is, gets something like two million hits a year, Author Central pages do. And mm-hmm. so often, authors overlook it. And one of the first things that authors will say to me is, I don't have an Author Central page. And I'll tell them, if you have a book on Amazon, you have an Author Central page. And the way you get there is author.amazon.com. And you log in with your Amazon credentials and boom, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I have this page. You have to like claim it, right? You do have to claim it, yes. Oh, kind of like Goodreads? You have to, yeah. You do have to claim it, and uh, so many times authors don't claim it. The reason that I like the Author Central page is not just because it's, it's, it's the platform, right? It's your author, it's, it's your stage, as it, as it were, on Amazon. But you can grab all of your books right. and put them under your name. Otherwise, if I'm searching an author on Amazon and I'm not, they don't have an Author Central page, their books are all over the place. Right. Oh, yeah. Like with my last name, Sansevieri, if I didn't have an author central page, you'd be pulling up 56 Sansevieri plans. Oh, yeah. See, and I wouldn't have thought. Right. So, so it, it, you, you, it helps to create, you know, on a site that has, I don't know, four, five, seven, eight million books, oh, Amazon's very cone of silence on that number. So yeah. nobody yeah. really knows. Okay. Um, you really have to use, Amazon has a lot of free tools. You have to use as many of them as you can. Mm-hmm. And Author Central is great. Now your book detail page, so the page that where your book sits, that is something that I find, unfortunately, a lot of authors sort of set and forget. Mm-hmm. Meaning that their book gets up there and they're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Here's the issue. So Amazon, Jeff Bezos was an early investor in Google. And I suspect, I don't know this for a fact, <laughs> But I suspect that a lot of the optimization, a lot of the influence on Amazon comes from Google. And as I have experimented with the Amazon site, I have found that also to be true. Mm. Google has something called a relevancy score. And the relevancy score is oh, yeah. how relevant you are to the search, mm-hmm. right? So I, my business, obviously, I want to come up under book marketing and book publicity. Mm-hmm. But if I was driving traffic to a site that had nothing but recipes on it, Google would say, you're not relevant to that search. I'm going to bury you on page 56. And right. Who gets past page? No. Two. two. Yeah. You're lucky. Right. right. I have an SEO person and she's like, well, if you want to bury a dead body, put it on page three of Google. Like, yes. <laughs> you know. So Amazon has the same thing. Amazon has a relevancy score that's attached to each of these pages because Amazon's number one goal, sell whatever they can. Right. Yeah. They right? want money. They don't care. They want money. Yeah. So you need to be constantly updating that book page to have, well, maybe not constantly, but you need to be making sure that the description and everything is hitting the keywords. 
You need to be make you need well a couple things. Yes, you need to make sure that your your description is hitting the keywords for sure. But you also need to make sure that you that you're in the right genre, which mm-hmm. sounds like a crazy conversation to have. I will tell you that 90% of the authors that I speak to on a weekly basis are sitting in the wrong genre. Yeah. So are we talking like general genres, like fantasy sci-fi? Are we talking about specific genres, like it needs to be cozy fantasy or it needs to be hard sci-fi? Cozy fantasy is a thing. Oh, I should introduce you to a couple of books. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you have to. So, for example, right, genre fiction, I'm glad you brought that up. Genre fiction is a great example of this. So, you have a, a lot of authors like to sit in contemporary women's fiction, Mm -hmm. for example. When in reality, this book really needs to be in, um, you know, contemporary romance or historical or something like that. Mm. And part of the reason why I think they grab at these big categories and oftentimes sit in the wrong categories is, you know, maybe they've been advising correctly. I don't know. Um, But Amazon doesn't always make it easy to find those right the right categories for your Mm -hmm. book. Do you get to assign, do you get to pick what categories your book is under? Absolutely. You do get to pick it, but there's another thing. So we do a lot of Amazon optimization. So one of the things that we look for is we look for categories under eBooks because one of the big secrets on Amazon is that when you upload your book, wherever you upload it, right? Your print book has to fall under the general BISAC categories. But your ebook, you can get a lot more creative with your ebook. And you can have, I have 20 categories for my ebook. You can have 10, you send them to Amazon through Amazon Author Central, and all they can say is no, right? Yeah. But the more categories, consider these to be pathways. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want to actually build pathways to your book on Amazon such that your consumers can find you and in the right place. So that just just as like kind of an example to make sure that I'm grasping it right. So that would be like if you had a small town romance, you would have small town romance, but then you'd have contemporary romance and then you would also have like a couple of other ways well, to get to that. Yes. There's actually an interesting thing. We had Leah on the podcast a few episodes ago and she just got number one, one of her new releases got number one new release in satire and it's a romantic comedy. And I was just thinking, I was like, should it, should it? I mean, cool. I'm, I'm super excited for it, but like, and, and all of them, all of the number one new releases in satire were romantic comedies based on the covers. Um, and I was just like, wait, is that, is that, that actually is satire? It, should it be like that? But if it, I mean, if it fits, and that's one of the things that we look for when we're doing the optimization, we have to make sure that it fits in that category because so often if you've ever looked on Amazon and you've looked under a book category and you think that book doesn't look like it belongs there, it's probably not optimized correctly right? They're probably not the pathways are wrong to the book. When an author comes to me and they say, you know, I'm running all these Facebook ads and I'm getting a lot of traffic, but I'm not getting any sales. You're essentially telling Amazon that your book does not belong where it is. And it creates a negative relevancy score and your book loses visibility. So you really want to make sure that you're tightening up your Amazon book page both from the optimization aspect as well as like your book description, mm. right? Lead off with a starred review. Even if even if you have mm, to pull something you can from pick. the... You can pick. If you have to pull something from the reader reviews, people like what other people like. Yes. Right? You don't have to know the person and be like, oh, 
Brenda's an authority. I know Brenda. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, no, you're like, no. oh, someone liked it. Right. 95% of books are sold word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Those reviews factor into that. I mean, if you think about the last TV show you watched or the last book you bought or whatever, probably a friend told you. Right. Right. So that's where, you know, the book description also makes sure that you have the right spacing. People don't read, we scan. Bold where appropriate. If you have nonfiction, put in bullet points, things like that. The other thing that you can do, which a lot of authors don't, is you can create a video short. Mm. Okay. And upload it to Amazon, which is really fun to do. So you can like take an excerpt from a talk or like an excerpt from this podcast or something, and I could upload it to my to my Amazon book page. It's just a great way to give some visual, to add some visual content to that page too. Say so is that like the Amazon short obviously helps the author utilize their author page a little more. What other ways are there for authors to authorize, authorize optimize <laughs> that one, <laughs> authors to optimize their author pages a little bit better to help make those sales? So like obviously... Uh, in today's society, it feels like you're less selling the book and more selling yourself. So would you recommend like putting in-depth bios about like the author as a person, um, the video shorts, obviously you should totally grab all of your books in your catalog and make sure that they're all on your author page. And as a reader, I can say I have gone to a couple of author pages and have seen only like the one book and it's like, like, wait a minute, I know you have more than that. Why? Okay. Um, and then at that point, it's too much work. And I'm just like, well, I'll either catch it later or I'll forget. Right, exactly. And you hit on something that's actually really important. Authors a lot of times forget how significant their author bio is. And now particular mm-hmm. with the way that Author Central has changed the look of the author pages, the first thing that you see is your author bio. So don't just put in, you know, well, Brenda lives in whatever with her dogs. <laughs> if you were to book about dogs, I want you to tell me about your dog. Mm-hmm. I want you to lead with that. Yeah. But if you wrote, I was just in this class and this guy, he said, I was a therapist for 35 years and now I'm going to write self-help books. He'd better lead in his bio about being a therapist. Right. You know, because that's authority. That's authority. Exactly. So your bio is really important. And spending enough time, you know, spending the time necessary on that just to tweak it and change it if you want an award, whatever it is. Add your social links, even though Amazon doesn't allow you to click through, which is annoying. Um, Add your social links and your your website, obviously. One really creative thing that I saw an author do was she actually went into, so when you go into the author dot amazon.com you can add a lot to your book you can add a lot of book details to your page she went in and she added all of her other books and you know the links again right not clickable links but she added all the links and then she added like a coming soon which was great audiobook coming soon this coming soon that does require consistent updating yes right? it's coming soon but it is a fun way to engage readers the other reason that this matters is because Details matter to readers, right? Yes. So it's kind of like what you were saying. When you go to an author central page, you're like, I only see one book. I know this author has written eight books. You move on. Yeah. Right? You're not going to put in the effort to look because we have so many choices. And I think it's important for authors to remember that you, A, you have to make it easy for the reader to potentially buy your book. But B, you have to remember that Every detail matters to the readers. Readers especially, and we know this as we've gotten into, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, if we've gotten really into an author, we love all things about by that author. We probably subscribe to the newsletter on their website. We have 
but you have to make those connections for the reader. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think a lot of authors kind of forget about because you get so overwhelmed. And I look, I have books published. I get it. By the time I get to the finish line and I get this book on Amazon, I'm like, oh, I'm so done with this book. I just don't want to look at it I've ever t- again. Right? I've, told, round I've told seven of edits. <laughs> I just want to be done. I told an author, she's asked me, she said, how do I know when my book is done? I'm like, when you hate your book, then you know it's done. Like, By the time it gets on Amazon, I'm like, oh, now I have to promote it. I get it. Like you just want to be done and go to Tahiti and sip on and check your Kindle sales like a stock market junkie. I'm all over that. But you have to spend the time. If you want to sell your book. If you want to sell your book, yeah. So I had a question because you mentioned a little bit back, you're like 95% of book sales are from word of mouth. So then why do Amazon ads or should you do Amazon ads? That was one of the other things we're going to talk about. So Amazon ads, so the reason that I love Amazon ads, and let me just say, I know we talk, I talk a lot about Amazon. I don't work for Amazon. They don't pay me. (laughs) I wish they paid me. They don't pay me. Um, If they paid me, I would accept it. That's just, just put that out there. Um, But it really is the way to sell Books right. right now right it now is, it is well, they don't have a lot of major competition at the moment they don't the, re, the so amazon really wants to um they want to compete with google adwords that's their end goal mm-hmm. right and amazon ads are going to at some point appear in google search and i've seen them beta test this Ooh. yes so the amazon <laughs> right i know it's a it's a little scary um The reason that I like Amazon ads, the two top reasons is because when somebody lands on Amazon, they're there to buy versus Facebook, you have to get them from Facebook over to Amazon. And every time you make somebody click, you lose 20% of your audience. I like, and the other reason that I like Amazon ads is because you're not paying for impressions. You're only paying for clicks. So the reason that, so here's why, what I tell authors, like when we run Amazon ads for them, they say, well, I'm looking at my Amazon ads dashboard and it doesn't look like my books are selling as well as I thought I would, but I, I'm selling a, a lot of books. Like I can see my Kindle sales or whatever. And I'm so here's what happens. You get a lot of impressions with your Amazon ads and maybe people click straight away. Sometimes, sometimes not. It takes seven impressions to your book messenger product for a consumer to buy. It, that's probably an old number. It's probably more like 17 or 70 now because we're so inundated with stuff. Yeah. The Amazon ads help to elevate exposure to your book. It also helps with the optimization, mm-hmm. right? It helps to create visibility. So I like to run Amazon ads for clients during pre-order, like just two weeks before pre-order. Yeah. Not because... I want to sell books necessarily. But because you want people to be aware of it. I want people to be aware of it, but I also want to teach Amazon where this book belongs. Because Amazon can take, like Amazon, so there isn't some guy sitting behind the Amazon desk and like, okay, (laughs) Sam just uploaded his book and let's see what category that is. It's an automatic thing. Mm -hmm. So if you as an author send out a notice to all your family and friends that you just published a book, and let's say, for example, that Aunt Viola, who always buys quilting books, decides mm. to go to your cozy mystery, right? Amazon's confused. Amazon's confused. And all you're going to see under the also bots are quilting books. Not all, but many, yeah. right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Sam's cozy mystery is showing up under quilting books. And Amazon's like, I got nothing. And actually, this doesn't belong. So now we're going to regulate you to page five. Right, so. exactly. And so that's, so the Amazon ads help to pave the way for your book to be in the right category so that you can send your family and friends there who maybe have different preferences and just out of curiosity or maybe they want to buy your book and support you and it doesn't impact your Amazon 
visibility as much. Mm -hmm. So I liked, and you know, a lot of times authors say, yeah, but I lose a lot of money on Amazon ads. Well, then you're not spending enough time whittling down your keywords. So I like to start, I know this is going to sound like a crazy number, but I like to start with 300 keywords and I don't watch all 300 all the time. I cast the net wide for the book, for the Amazon ads that we do. And then I whittle those down. The idea really is on Amazon ads is that you want to, you want to only be managing maybe 20 keywords. Okay. Now, so you want to have a ton in the bank, but you're only active with so many. Typically. Now, we I will say that we have an author that we who's a best-selling author. She's had books turned into Hallmark movies. She puts a book up on Amazon and like, boom, all of a sudden she has 8,000 sales. That's not the norm for most <laughs> of us, right? With her ads, I'm probably watching 100 to 150 keywords. But typically... I'm not watching that many. And the reason that you want to, you know, I'm not a fan of doing tricks on Amazon, like, oh, put your keywords up for a penny and you'll make tons of sales. I just, I don't believe that you can trick the Amazon system, right? They purposefully make it so that way <laughs> if you try, they find what you did, they undo it and it backfires. Right. And then they say, well, you've been canceled and your book is pulled or whatever, right? The other thing that you want to be careful of is Amazon at, you know, I don't know where Amazon's getting these wild ideas, but some of the keywords have become very expensive. So we did, I did some Amazon ads. I was looking at a book last week and one of the keywords was $38.66. Holy crap. Now listen, I cannot, this author cannot make like one click. Yeah. Like there's no way. No. So whether that was a weird anomaly or this is where Amazon's going. But you know, it's funny if you spend enough time on the Amazon site, which unfortunately I do, <laughs> you start to see these changes. Like for example, Amazon is starting to import Goodreads reviews onto their pages. Oh, yes. Yeah. So authors are like, oh, I hate Goodreads. I hate Goodreads. I'm like, well, you can hate Goodreads all you want, but you should probably spend a little bit of time there because Amazon is now importing those reviews. They're experimenting with it. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. I actually kind of right like now, that better because you can you can review something on Goodreads right. that you didn't buy, like if you read it from the library, but you can't really do that on Amazon. Yeah. Yes and no. I can see that being good and I can see that being bad because I've also known people to like weaponize Goodreads, Goodreads mm -hmm. for or against an author who probably hasn't earned it but said something on the internet <laughs> and then it, and then the internet turns on them. And so like I've seen, yeah. I, I've seen it's it gets interesting out there. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah, the it does. Yeah, it does get interesting out there. But I think that, um, you know, when you as you're running your Amazon ads, just be careful of the amount that you're bidding, because like I said, I would never put any one of our authors, even this big best-selling author under $38 yeah. or $37 because they'll never earn that back. Actually, that kind of leads me into a good question for someone who's a beginner about how much would you say to budget for Amazon mm. ads? Because I'm a part of a couple of different like author entrepreneurial groups on Facebook and I see people spending like eight, $10,000 on their Whoa. Amazon ads, but then they're showing reports of like them making a hundred thousand oh. dollars. So it's like, okay, if that's, if that's cool for you, I don't have that kind of money. So I guess for someone who's beginning or at least in the earlier stages of their career, what is a good kind of budget? What is a good kind of, should the budget be flexible, but you change it based on these markers? Yeah, I, I have, I've seen those kinds of postings I, I it's hard to and I've done probably hundreds of Amazon campaigns it's hard for me to understand why somebody would spend that kind of money <laughs> or if that's even a true statement you know yeah, what I mean true yeah because there's a lot of it's weird the internet stuff. there's it's the internet and there's yeah there's a lot of weird stuff going on but 
I would recommend, so I like to start three different ads. I like to do automatic, product-based, and keyword-based, and I like to start them at $20 a day. Keep in mind, as you're doing math in your head and you're listening to this, you are not going to blow through $20 a day. It's very hard. And this is why when you tell me that $10,000 number, I'm like, ah, it's actually really hard to get Amazon to spend your money on Mm -hmm. these ads, which is interesting when you think about how much money they really want to make on the ads. But because it's impression-based, it's harder. You know, you get all these great impressions. You're only paying for clicks, right? Mm -hmm. So out out of all of the campaigns that I've managed, I can count on one hand how many authors have actually maxed out of that $20 a day. Now, if that number makes you want to rock in a corner, put a budget cap so you can create a portfolio of ads and just put a budget cap. Say you want to spend a hundred bucks a month or $200 a month or whatever. When you're just starting out and if you're doing this on your own, do yourself a favor and put a budget cap on there and just kind of see where it goes because you are going to get keywords early on that are going to cost you where you may not necessarily see a direct correlation in sales, Mm -hmm. but the Amazon, the the sales reported on the Amazon dashboard is really, so it's two things. It's inaccurate and it's also late, meaning Mm -hmm. that it can take seven to 10 days, in some cases, two weeks. And that is ancient when it comes to (laughs) marketing. Right, for these ads dashboards to catch up, which is a problem within the Amazon system And I've actually seen ads and I have a contact at Amazon that I write every once in a while. I mean, I try not to abuse it because I'm sure, like I said, I have a picture on the the lunchroom wall with like, this crazy woman writes this all the time. But I will find anomalies within this reporting and just be like, this doesn't make any sense. They're beta testing to put this out on Google. And so you're you're seeing some of these weird things. It's not going to impact, like if you put a budget cap on there of 200 a month, they're not going to send you a bill for 5,000. It's not going to impact that, but it, it does impact the reporting. <laughs> yes. So what I recommend that you do is if you're going to do Amazon ads, start with a clean slate, get all your numbers from everywhere, right? If you have, if you're in Kindle Unlimited, wherever your book is being sold and just look at your overall sales and ignore the sales on the Amazon dashboard, because that way you kind of know, because you could be pulling in sales just from exposure alone. No, that's awesome. Thank you. Unfortunately, as fascinating as this topic is, we <laughs> are out Talk of time for so today. Sorry. No, <laughs> I, like, I, this already, is, uh, I took I could, notes for the anthology that I'm an author on. I was like, oh, I need to go do this. <laughs> so. No, definitely. I will most certainly be going back and re-listening to this episode myself. Thank you. So thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. I thought of a question for our listeners, but it's kind of a silly one. So if you have a better one, but what I wanted to know is um, the funniest mismatch of book title to uh, Amazon category that you've seen. Oh, so I like that. Yeah. Share with us on our socials. Stay sharp, my friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writing Forge, a Writing Heights podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.